Well, good day, friends. Welcome to the Kogo Podcast. We're so glad that you can join us today. Uh, my name is R.W. Moody. I'm the next gen pastor with Kogo Ministries, as well as the host of the Kogo Podcast. And so, just to remind you, in case you've never listened to this podcast before, the purpose of the Kogo Podcast is to move leaders in Ohio to be challenged through bite sized conversations about ministry, leadership, and growth. So take a few moments and listen. Stop what you're doing and lean into your God call and be challenged to move, not just to yourself, but together here in this great state in which we live. Hey friends, today, uh, I hope that you will take a really big listen into our our podcast. Uh, This morning or today, whenever you're listening to this, we are joined by David Guest. David is the pastor of the Amsterdam Community Church in Amsterdam, um, Ohio. And uh, he just recently got done with a sabbatical. And uh, we're going to talk today about the importance of sabbatical. And I hope that through this little conversation that you will be able to maybe have the conversation with your leadership uh, about the value and importance of sabbatical. So David, thank you so much for joining us on the Kogo podcast today. Uh, tell us how long you've been in ministry and just kind of give us a little bit of synopsis of your time uh, of service in the local congregation. Okay. Uh, so I've been in ministry 41 years and um, uh, started out in, in Oklahoma uh, as a youth pastor. Uh, and then I've, I've served in six different states and uh have have served without taking a break in between. I I, I wrote down on my notes that uh, uh, I've never been unemployed. <laughs> so so I've moved from one place to the next. So forty one years is that what you said right? Yes, sir. Forty one years of continuous ministry. That's correct. Yep. That is, that is a stupendous amount of time. And thank you so much for all of your years of service to the church. I appreciate that. Thank you. So in all those 41 years of ministry to the local congregation, how many times have you been able to take a sabbatical from your pastoral responsibilities? Once. Once. <laughs> yes, just, just this last one, yeah. Uh, I've been pretty, yeah, I've been pretty good at pacing myself in ministry, taking the vacation times with my family, uh, timeouts with my wife and and um, the, the longest time I've been away from a church was uh, for four or five weeks when I did youth camps in Alaska. So I really didn't take a sabbatical, although just going to Alaska is a sab- sabbatical in itself. And that so uh, which connected me with the church in Alaska. Uh, and so I served in Fairbanks for four years uh, before coming back to Amsterdam and that. But I, I've never uh, taken the sabbatical. Um Part of it is, is I haven't stayed long enough in most places. Um, and that, uh, Minerva was my longest, uh, spiel. And that was for about 12 years and that, and I should have taken a sabbatical during that period of time. But, um, I love ministry and, and, uh, and it flies by so quickly for me that, um, I, I should have disciplined myself better with sabbaticals, but I didn't. Gotcha. You, you you use that word discipline, which I think is an important thing for us to think about as leaders. 
um, from the standpoint of the fact that we need to build into our operational status. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, the ability to be able to sit back and rest um, from time to time. So, so, so tell me a little bit about this for a minute. So 41 years, uh, this past summer, so the summer of 2023, the first time that you've taken a sabbatical. And I'm guessing that in that period of time off, you learned a few lessons along the way. So what would be one of the main lessons that you learned about yourself, about ministry, and this idea of sabbatical in the midst of that that summer little break that you took? Uh, I think the thing, I'm not sure if it's what I learned, uh, it's what I experienced in the sense that uh, I didn't realize how tired I was Okay. until I stopped doing everything that I've been doing. And then all of a sudden I'm stopping and, uh, and I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And so most uh, the, over a month of the time was just kind of just relaxing and just uh, letting my body and my mind just recover. Uh, just the, the, the rush that I've been involved in. And it was really nice because... In the middle of July, I was able to go to Alaska for a week uh, at, to their family camp. They had invited me up, and and I was able to reconnect with friends up there. And so, again, Alaska in itself, uh, especially at Camp Challenge, where you're looking over the the lake and and the mountains in the background, it's it's just a, a sabbatical experience, a peaceful uh, place to be in that. But I I did learn that that I'm getting older and I do need to pace myself a little bit more. So if that's a discovery, um, then, then that is, that is it. But uh, I'll tell you, I, I really enjoyed the, the thing I enjoyed most about the sabbatical was every Sunday I went to a different church and uh, they were different churches of God uh, that um, in the area I was in. And I just really enjoyed just walking in as nobody sitting in the back as nobody and leaving as nobody, but enjoying the experience and listening to some great preaching. It really encouraged me that all across our, our movement, there's some really great preaching going on. And I brought home a lot of um, resources to, to share with my congregation because they were great messages. That's good. That's good to hear. So, so you learned that you were tired. Let me ask you a question, David, because when I, I, I took a sabbatical a few years ago when I was a youth pastor in Texas, and I'll never forget, Mark Shaner shared with me, he said, RW is going to take you three weeks to do nothing more than detox. And my sabbatical, I was dumb enough to break it up in two, two months, of one month while my, mom, my, 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 while my wife excuse me, uh, was at, in school still, and then the other month in the summer. Um, so really like I, I got the rep, the, I got right to the detox in time to have a week off before I went back to the office. That makes sense. Yeah. So why did you, here, let me ask you this way. What did you do to rest? And did you find that your experience was the same thing that it took that period of time of just nothing to finally be in a place where you could be like, ah, and breathe. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my first week, um, my wife and I went to Daytona where we have a, a place that we stay every year. So that was kind of letting it go. And then we went to the international convention uh, because we were down there. So that's um, we went to the convention. But then my wife flew back to Ohio 
And so then I had that whole month of July that was pretty. So you're right. It does take a while to detox off of that. And, uh, and just changing, changing the routine was, yeah. was really important in that. But then, you know, when I, I was in Winter Haven for most of the, that J- July and, and, uh, somebody had provided a house for me. And so it was just, I got up and took a walk on the hiking trail or rode my bike or, you know, just drove around and just kind of relaxed in that. But, um, I didn't, I, you know, the, a couple things that, that, uh, are important that, um, probably the reason I hadn't taken a, a sabbatical before is because I've been in smaller churches and it's, it's a little bit of a financial, um, uh, because they have to raise some finances to do the speakers. and that. But I got to a place here in Amsterdam where my leadership was so strong that I could just let go of it and uh, just let God, you know. And, and so that that was very beneficial because I didn't worry about what was going on up here uh, while I was gone. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It does take my, – my family also realizes that when we go on vacations that they need to give me a couple days to just be detoxing before we really start uh, doing what – we're vacationing on, but you're correct on that. David, you talked about being in a smaller congregation in multiple times where you felt like you couldn't take a sabbatical versus now where your, your leadership was strong enough. What have you learned about from those experiences in those congregations? And now after you've taken a sabbatical that, that leads to the importance of the reason to take a sabbatical. As I said earlier, that I, I think I should have disciplined it in my life. I, and maybe I would have stayed a little bit longer at a couple places and that if I had, had done that. Uh, but I'm just, I, I'm at the stage in ministry where I, I want to keep going. I have no desires to retire, but I do know that I need to readjust the way I'm doing things. Because when I had family, the kids were at home and that, uh, the, to go away and on sabbatical away from my family just wasn't a real, real positive time for me at this point. Now, I did find out that during this sabbatical that um, if you're going to go on sabbatical, you make we, you have to make sure your spouse is ready for it, especially if you're going to be away from them for a period of time and that. And so that that was probably the biggest stress was what was going on here at home in my own home than uh, what was going on in the church and that. Are you saying that Marcy wasn't exactly ready for you to be gone for so long? Well, it ended up, in the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part That's of it, we, we, had, we had gotten two uh, small, what they were small puppies when we got them, and um, and they they're Aussie doodles, and so they ended up being 30, 40 pounds, and and. Uh, <laughs> So I, my August part of my sabbatical was at the retreat center here in Northeast Ohio with three dogs and that she, she had had enough of them. I would imagine. So all the, all the potty training of puppies that probably drove her crazy, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and if I were doing a travel one, uh, I'd make sure that she could come more often with me on that, but it was, it was just, um, need to make sure your wife or, or your spouse is ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say, maybe you would, you could speak into this too a little bit, David. I, I think that when you can include your spouse in your sabbatical, because I think sometimes our spouses go through just as much stress as a yeah. pastor's wife, as we do, or pastor's spouse, as we do as the staff members, sometimes having them to be able to join you in that time of relaxation. I mean, that, 
that speaks volumes in that relationship that you have with your wife and you have with the church and so forth. Yeah, I, I blamed her for it because it was her busyness that kept her from joining me. She was welcome to spend as much time with me as she wanted. Gotcha. But uh, she had yeah. other commitments that she had to take care of. Yeah. So how long did you take your sabbatical for? I ended up doing 12 weeks, three months. Okay. Now, is that the typical kind of length for a sabbatical from people that you've talked to in your experience? That's what I've read and heard, you know, the three-month um, – but I've heard people just take a month off, and and uh, and I've joked that next time I go on sabbatical, I may just take it in in one month segments, you know, through the year and that uh, with that. But um, I found that three months really went by quickly, uh, yeah. even, even though I was not active in, in all of that uh, during that time. But I think that's a standard. I, I know somebody in the state that's about to go on a two month uh, sabbatical, and and that works for them in their ministry and that, but just getting away from ministry as it's happening, we, we need to, the, the problem is, is I'm so caught, we get so caught up in ministry that we don't listen to God. And yeah. so when you're, you know, you're doing good and, and, but you're so busy that you're not listening. Um, and so the sabbatical is that time to just listen. And I'm not sure everything that he's told me, and everything, but uh, I think he just appreciated me stopping and listening. Yeah, I, I was just reading this morning in the book of Mark where where Jesus is having a conversation um, about the Sabbath. And if you remember in, in that gospel, you know, the Pharisees are, are fussing at Jesus' disciples because they ate some, the wheat, the husk from the wheat. And he says to them, he says, the Sabbath was not made for the good of people or the people weren't made for the good for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for the good of people. And, you know, there's something about rest. And, there, and you know, sometimes we take of Sabbath as being, I think there's some people have the con conception that in order to take a sabbatical or Sabbath, you have to just do nothing. And it really means more of doing something different. So like for you going to Alaska and hanging out with people, being in Winter Haven, Florida, having a time of rest, that's different than your routine, which is what sabbatical it, it entails. So I, I say kudos to you for finally, after 41 years, taking a sabbatical and getting some rest in the midst of that. Yeah, and I, I, I personally believe that we dishonor God when we don't take rest. Um, we, we, we are not the superhumans that, that we think we are. Um, there, there's a lot of truth to that statement right there. Yes. Yeah. We function better when we're operating through the, uh, in the commands of Christ. Yes. And yes. So as you were getting ready on the front end of your sabbatical, preparing for this time off, um, how, how did you have the conversation with your leadership to, to get to the place where you we're able to take a sabbatical and, and how would you encourage somebody listening today to this podcast to have that conversation, to establish this sabbatical policy moving forward? So I need to go back about 10 years. Uh, and 10 years ago, when I went to Alaska, uh, one of the things that they offered uh, or gave to me was a, uh, a covenant, a ministry covenant agreement and in that agreement, uh, they had already built into uh, this agreement that after six years, 
I would have a sabbatical. Um, I was only there for the four years. When I came to Amsterdam, I brought that covenant with me and uh, I presented it to my board even before I I came here. I said, this this is a covenant between you all and, and me and uh, and it's, it's going to be built in uh, my vacation weeks and and the convention weeks and and after six years there's going to be a sabbatical in that and they were all for that and so it was already built in and so for six years they knew i was going to be on a sabbatical uh with that and and every year this covenant agreement um i we present it to the congregation so that the congregation can can see what the covenant is between me and, and the church and that the church and i and uh, I think I, I, I wish that when I was younger, that I could have had a covenant arrangement with the churches. And, and uh, I, I think it's a great, uh, great setup. And part of it is it protects the, my leadership board that, you know, somebody says, well, pastor's taking too much time off. Hey, listen, we made this agreement with them and we are glad that we're providing for that. And I don't think we had that problem here, but I know some people, some places, well, well when I went to, uh, Alaska in, in the 2000s, it was there for four or five weeks. I had some people that were, were really frustrated that I was gone that long. Yeah. And not my leadership. My leadership was glad for me, but, but this covenant agreement. So I, I would recommend if you're going into a new place, work on a covenant agreement where you've got this date and it's six years that, that, uh, you're going to take, take a, uh, a sabbatical. And my covenant agreement says that I need to commit to at least a year to the church after, after taking that. And, um, uh, my, my covenant also says that my next, uh, uh, my next sabbatical is in four years and not six years. I, I noticed that as I was looking over it, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, number one, I, I don't think that the average Joe who sits in your, in the, in the seat of your congregation understands the amount of stress that pastors go through. Yeah. Um, I, I heard it jokingly said one time about a sabbatical a pastor is wanting to take and the, the, I don't remember if it was the leadership or somebody in the congregation. Oh, we're going to let him have two months off or three months off and, you know, have him do nothing. But there's a amount, there's a great amount of stress that we deal with as, as staff members of a church. Um, yeah. and, and I personally think that the idea that you get, a sabbatical then in, in like you said in your covenant that four years after is another one is a great idea um just so you can be renewed and refreshed because the the fresher you are as a leader the better you're going to be able to serve your people right and i'm serving in my home congregation this is my second time uh to serve in my home congregation and when i came back uh part of my um my goal was to change the dna of the church uh, how they treat their pastor. And, and although my congregation has always done well with that, but, but I wanted to build into the DNA that when I'm gone from here, the next pastor comes in, knows that he's going to have a sabbatical already built in. And I think that's one of the things that we as pastors are failing to do in our churches is, is to rebuild some of that DNA. Um, and, and it's, it has to be intentional. You know, <laughs> sometimes you have to say, listen, October's uh, pastors appreciate, clergy appreciate. Let's see what we're going to do. You know, how can we change the DNA? Because it's not, it's not just for me. It's for that next person that comes in. And so my process has been trying to help this rural church um, have a have a different DNA in, in, in some areas in that. You're setting your predecessor up for success. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. Thank you so much, David. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to take a break and enjoy some time to reflect and listen and learn. Um, I, I hope that you will like, you know, even more let people hear about your experience and let them kind of glean from your wisdom and that. Um, if it's okay with you, I'd love to be able to share your covenant on in the notes of our podcast. Uh, so, so people can maybe look at that PDF and, and uh, get some ideas from it or maybe steal it from you. You're welcome to it. All right, cool. Um, but David, I'm so, so glad that you were joining us today on the podcast, the Coco podcast. Thank you so much for just imparting your wisdom. And I hope that for the Amsterdam congregation, that this sabbatical will reap some great benefits for them in the year to come. And it, it, it's, it's doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Well, friends, this is the Kogel podcast, this idea of sabbatical. And uh, seriously, if you need to have a conversation with your, your board about what to do with sabbatical, you can obviously look at the covenant that's going to be in the notes of the, the podcast. You can call the state office. I'm positive that Esther or Demetrius would love to walk through um, that conversation with your board because um, it really would be a good thing for you as a pastor and as a leader to be able to have that time. So uh, this is R.W. Moody for the Kogel Podcast, and we will see you next time. Good day, friends.